Cookie Jackson breaks it open, 20, 15, 10. Jackson to the five, Cookie Jackson, touchdown Washington. Millinger pass for it. Blitz coming. He gets rid of it, throwing long. Patterson wide open, it's up. He's got it at the 30, Mike Patterson's going all the way. Touchdown Washington. Broadcasting live on a dirty, rainy night in Woodenville, it's the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This episode is brought to you by HardcoreHusky.com. Message boards full of debauchery and childlike wonder discussing the Washington Huskies. I'm Derek Johnson, and my co-host is uh, calling in from an undisclosed location. It's the D.B. Cooper of college football, Baseman. How you doing, buddy? What's up? How's that for an opening? I'm ready to close the door. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We're done. Goodbye. <laughs> um. So I'll just say from the outset, the basement and I will be doing the first couple of shows, and then one way or another, we're going to integrate uh, former Husky Mike Monin into the uh, uh, proceedings. And some of you that have been around Hardcore Husky for a while remember Mike uh, Monin from the uh, from the uh, previous incarnation of this podcast. But uh, so basement and I are uh, uh, talking tonight on a on a on a. Hey, I have a question. Uh, do do I get four years? Do you get? Well, you mean in regards to the? Oh, I didn't even mention that on the on the uh, boards, did I? No, I mean, do I get do I get time to get my guys in there? You get you get the same five year contract. Um, we uh, Mike's getting uh, five years, ten dollars, <laughs> and uh, hey. and a twelve pack of butt heavies is what put the deal over the top. And uh, hey, I th- I think I think that's more than University of Washington is getting from the uh, the Pac twelve network. So <laughs> I mean, he's ahead of the game. Who's his agent? But we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna really do a lot to market this a podcast in China. So we'll see how that goes. But and I'll, I'll just go ahead and, and lead off with where I'm kind of at. It's kind of like one of those. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Things in regards to you know Husky football. Jimmy Lake. Um, the whole uh, the whole notion of it um, was uh, very exciting. I'm the head football coach, and for the guys that know me, I'm in a very aggressive attack mode type personality and that's where we're going to take this thing coaching the defensive backs coaching the defense i always want to be aggressive i always want to be on attack mode and that is going to be bled all the way through now into our offense and then it just seems to be uh, one flat note after another and the most recent being of course is the uh the announcement from kj costello that he's uh going to go to mississippi state with mike leach instead of coming to washington uh, where he would definitely just as assuredly get playing time up here. Uh, he, uh, you know, one would think he would step right in. I know there's some uh, sermon uh, supporters on the uh, sermon seekers on the on hardcore husky that might think differently, but I think uh, it, it's it's uh, it's so far he's just kind of uh, always the bridesmaid and never the bride. And um, you know, the whole John Donovan thing was really, really, really disappointing and even crushing to a lot of people. And then. Um, and now not getting Costello, which really could have uh, helped, given me personally some enthusiasm heading into spring ball. So, what are, what's your thoughts and take on this whole thing? I think it speaks volumes. I think it speaks it, uh, it it speaks to the con- um, the condition of the offense. You know, KJ Costello's uh, he's a grad transfer, and he's got to look at the situation he thinks is best for him. And everything I have is they. They put the full court press on uh, on Costello. Uh, they tried really hard to bring him in, but at the end of the day, he just was unsure of uh, where our offense is. And uh, you know, certainly you can't fault him for that if you look at look at where we are were. And uh, you know, I think I think that really brings things into uh, into focus. This team's going to have to perform. Um, no more shit offense. And 
even with the weapons here and what he has to work with, at at some point you have to perform. And you know the the fact that this guy goes to Mike Leach to an air raid system. Um, granted, it's it's the SEC. I I think that really. Uh, I think that really has got to hit home. And why I chose Mississippi State in in in, in you know I uh, the cowbell represents a lot of the pride and tradition that personifies this place, and and I guess there's so many ways to describe that. Uh, you know, they put the symbol under the cowbell, and and, and that means uh, more than we really have time to talk about here. But it's something that even as an outsider, you feel. This team, as far as the, the Huskies, they need to step up and perform. Uh, but then, uh, you know, you say they need to step up and perform, but or what? Because how much? Uh, no, I mean, they need, they need to put it out on the field. It, it needs to be a system where a, a quarterback, it, it's got to be attractive that it says, you know what? Washington is a place I want to go play. There's not a broken system. There's not breakdowns. There's, yeah, I, I think Jacob Eason. I, I think Jacob Eason's going to be a good NFL quarterback in time. But I, you know, he comes into this system, and everybody was really excited for Jake to leave. And, and guess what? It it was kind of back to the same old thing. So you look at, you know, we've had Siler Miles, we've had Jake Browning, and then we had a year of Jacob Eason. And of course, you know, there's there's a fair number of people that are are happy to see him go. And we're on to the next guy. Well, what what's it going to look like? And this offense at some point has to prove that they can they can perform consistently, and they haven't done that. And then, but you know, uh, as we already discussed when we when you and I were talking, uh, you know, privately a few weeks ago in in the uh, immediate wake of the John Donovan hire, it's kind of like there's nothing to hang our hat on at all in terms of being optimistic or excited or enthusiastic about what he brings to the table. And he was the, zero. He was the assistant zero, yeah. uh, running backs coach at, at Jacksonville. No West coast ties that we can discern of. You want to be a doog about the whole thing is, is it was so far out of left field that it's okay. Why did he pick that? Now I've heard from a couple different sources that, well, first of all, Jimmy is really enamored with the NFL from his time spent there. So he's all about what an NFL coach can bring back to the college level from what he learned there. And he asked around and apparently from what I've heard is Donovan's name kept popping up. Now, again, very uninspiring when you look at I mean, what's his title, assistant running backs coach, um, no West Coast ties. Um, a guy who has no experience recruiting, assistant running backs coach, a guy who was fired from Penn State. So what are we missing here now? Uh, so on the other hand, you look at it and go, okay, well, that's, th this came so far out of left field. It wasn't what even the missing? fucking stadium, but no, no. I mean, it was, I mean, if you were to throw, if you, I mean, if you were to throw, you know, names out of a hat, um, I, I could say 80% of the, uh, at least the hardcore Husky Tards would would pick um would have picked Steve Sarkeesian as the uh, as the head coach at Washington. I mean, I, seriously, I, I could I could have seen Sark coming back and and uh, and calling plays before this guy. And, and again, it's just so that that's why it just gives you pause that maybe there's something here we're missing. And that's all we can do is is uh, lipo right, let it play out. Well, I'll just say, and this is just me reading the tea leaves. I haven't heard anything in terms of uh, anybody whispering something to me in this regard. Um, when, when I hear that Donovan's name kept popping up, I don't believe that. I just don't. So, um, yeah, I mean, well, but look at it this way. How many offers went out? 
Kellen Moore was the first choice. And, you know, frankly, Derek, if, if, uh, if we hire Kellen Moore, I, I would have, uh, I would have jammed the brakes on. I mean, Kellen Moore, you know, after, after weeks went by and nobody was hired, suddenly Kellen Moore became kind of the sexy guy, the guy that had the good offense in Dallas, uh, allegedly. But, you know, if you peel back the onion, he put up numbers against bad teams. But, you know, to me, that was just more of the same. So I guess I'm going to, I'm going to reserve judgment for this point because it's all, I mean, what, what else can you do? I mean, it's, well, it's, uh, if I can interject one thought here, it's like, let's just say for the sake of discussion that Donovan, you know, came from the Jaguars, but he had been the offensive coordinator there for the last four years. And let's say that, mm-hmm. let's say they were near the bottom of the NFL in terms of output, but now he's coming to Washington. I would actually see some seeds of optimism there because people can learn and grow and and a new environment can sometimes create a new situation um, and development in a person. And I'd be like, all right, you know what? He's he's got that experience of in that type of pressure, high pressure situation, call and plays. Um, Let's see, you know, what he could do here. I would be at least a little bit open to it. Um, But that's not the case with this guy. He hasn't even called plays in five years. So. From what I heard, his his biggest advocate, which is a surprise, was uh, Franklin, um, the guy who fired him at Penn State. And, you know, if you think about the, this dynamic, you have Jimmy Lake, new coach, African-American. So African-American to African-American, this is a guy to hire. And he was the one who gave him a ringing endorsement. He was, uh, he was the scapegoat. He had pressure from um, the alumni. They weren't getting it done, so somebody had to go, and Donovan was the guy to go. Now, again, that's the narrative. Whether you want to, whether you want to believe that or not, you know, that's up to you. Well, I could see him trying to do a, his friend a solid because he has some, you know, lingering feelings of guilt in terms of how it went down or something. Um, so I don't know. Um, as this was discussed ad nauseum on on Hardcore Husky, it's like um, on one hand, I'm doing this from memory, but I believe it in his last year at Penn State which was Barkley's freshman year as a running back uh, where he went over a thousand yards. They averaged 23.2 points a game. If I'm wrong on that, correct me. Um, but uh, so that part of it was like really discouraging, like what's going on. And then, but of course you can chime in with the, um, with the alternate take and say, well, you know, they were also coming off of the sanctions from the, the pedo, whatever thing that was going on there. You don't realize the damage. <laughs> that uh, that, Pater- that Paterno and uh, Sandusky did to the program. I mean, I I don't know. So I I it just uh, it circles back now to um like you were saying uh or at least alluding a few minutes ago is that uh, if Costello is looking at Washington and then looking at, at at Mississippi State and going, well, if I go to Mississippi State, at least that there's a, a true blue offensive identity, and I know exactly what I'm getting into as opposed to getting up to Washington, getting settled, and then going, oh, shit, what is this? In our football practices, we try to have constant motion, everybody going somewhere. So don't be surprised if you come by our practice field and you see five quarterbacks uh, uh, each throwing a ball to five receivers because uh, uh, we want as much action and as much work as we can possibly get in a short period of time. If Luke Falk can go to the NFL, right, and he puts up those kind of numbers, and then you got Gardner Minshew, and then um, yeah. the, the guy they had last year, you're going to put up numbers in a Mike Leach offense. I love um, how you don't even mention his name. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, well, it's just it's, what's his name you know, from I, last I, year? I, I read over there one time on on Coog Fan. You know, it, it's plug and play, right? I mean, any quarterback they throw in there is plug and play. Um, you know, Ronnie Fouch probably would have been a Heisman contender had he gone to you know play for Mike Leach. But you know, again, I mean, so if I mean, if you're weighing it, you're weighing it, right? So is it is it if you want to go to Washington? I mean, what, what do you have? Look at look at the quarterback uh, performance out of the last three years, and and you've had highly rated guys. Siler Miles was a dude coming out of high school, right? On paper, mm-hmm. Jake Brown, Jake Browning threw for he threw for ninety six touchdowns his senior year in high school, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the you know, Jacob, e- <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wild Swede and Jacob Eason, right? I mean, we we missed on him, but he was. He was the number one pro passing quarterback uh, at a high school. Started at Georgia as a freshman. Um, yeah, showed some signs of um, that he was going to be really good, and you know, obviously got hurt. Transferred to Washington. The big arm. I I like Jacob Eason. I was really I was frustrated. I thought the offense, um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, was. I mean, it was it was it was shit. It uh, it underperformed, and and there's a lot of reasons, and you know, we can. We can get into that. Maybe that's a different topic. Um, probably need to move on. But you know, I if I'm KJ Costello and I'm evaluating, you know, where do I want to play my senior year? I want to play in the NFL. Who's going to give me the best chance to do that? And I mean, let's face it, I probably would have done the same thing. I think so too, if I'm going to be honest. Um, so I don't know, and that's just a sad deal because, like, when you and I were talking privately a few weeks ago, and, and I, if I remember correctly, I think it was that particular conversation where um, I was just going, oh, I was bemoaning the, uh, the possibility that Helfrich would be coming here. And, and the, the, the huge irony now is, of course, is that if Helfrich was here, I'd be like, oh, you know what, I can, I can rationalize that away and be okay with it. And we would have some sort of sense of identity going forward, plus it's a West Coast presence for for, uh, well, and we had a lot of so. fun, fun on the boards too. We got sling right, and and uh, <laughs> right. of course, our you know our our duck friends would have loved that, right? Yeah. I mean, but I would have rationalized that by the time spring ball and especially the season rolled around to, to uh, all right, you know, let's uh, the the I do have a little bit of doog in me left to be like, all right, this let's see what he can do here. And I'm just having a real tough time coming around with Donovan. Um, and 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 anyways, just to kind of wrap up my. My uh, commentary here is that if we had Landon Costello, I'd be much more inclined to to give Jimmy a pass on botching the OC hire. Uh, but he he whiffed on Costello. He didn't close, and it's not the end of the world. I'm not judging Jimmy's entire body of work on that. But when you look at it, when you step back and look at the big picture so far, it's not good. I put something up on the boards. I was it yesterday, just about the state, you know, the, the state of the fan base. And I, I don't know, it's, to me, it's really, it's really troubling. If you, I mean, we go back 30 years, we talk about Don James. I mean, it's, it's really been, what is it? Uh, it'd be 30 years. We still talk about him, but I, the, the standards have really slipped. And I saw some, uh, some comment out on the internet that, we didn't want Costello because we yeah. want guys that bleed purple and gold. You know I mean? <laughs> I don't care. I'm, you know what? Look, I'm, I, I like, I lived through, I, I lived through that Rose bowl win in, in, uh, in 1970 or eight, 78, right. That's 42 years ago. Right. And I mean, I, I savored that and, and I savored, I savored all the way through the eighties. Um, I didn't savor the shit years when I was ready to fire Don James, but you know, I mean, because the game had passed you, him by. 
Yeah, I mean it's it's you know it it was rose it was rose bowl or bust, and then really what you know once you got there it was you know if you drop a game uh, like in like in 1984 when you lose to USC and then you go in and you smoke Alabama or not and not Alabama Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl and you know what you finish number two I mean the, it leaves a sour taste in your mouth and, and right now like for the Dukes if if we if we win the Pac-12 right we if we win every year but if we do it right right if we do it the right way everybody's satisfied and you know that that that's troubling for me our, our fan base I think is and and with the internet and the message they send is it, it's okay to just be better than average. And you know, that that's unacceptable for me. Well, you know, and I, yes, I agree with you. And I think that, um, kind of past generations of the, uh, the boosters, uh, influence, uh, um, I, I don't have the context like I used to in that regard. So I don't know, uh, as, as a lot of people at hardcore Husky know, I'm coming back to Husky football after, kind of cooling off for a few years for some uh, personal reasons uh, with that. But I remember sitting in Herb Mead's office in 2007, and it was, um, I was ghostwriting something for him. And we would meet on Sunday mornings the day after Husky football games. And uh, true to form, though, uh, it would usually deteriorate into a, you know, a two-hour, you know, bitching session about the Huskies or whatever. And my point to bringing this up is that there were a couple of occasions where he was really upset about this was when Willingham was the coach and he was really Herb was really upset about what was going on with the, uh, you know, this and that and the offense and stuff. And I remember he picks up the phone to, to track down Tim Lapano and gets a hold of him on Sunday morning and then starts grilling him over the phone about uh, what are you doing this? And why, why is this going on and everything? And Herb's winking at me while he's giving this raking him over the calls. <laughs> and um, I just don't see. uh uh, that that like you said, things have changed now, and I don't think that that type of pressure really exists. And and the only godsend that we can really look at in terms of outside influences um, trying to help raise the bar in terms of standards for Husky football, aside from hardcore Husky, I, I believe, uh, it would be Mike Varell and just what a godsend he's been with the Seattle Times. So it's good to have reporters that that actually will dig and ask questions and don't toe the company line. Hi, Adam Jude. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, but, you know, but look, I, I will say this for this coaching staff. And if, and if you, if you take a step back and look at it, Jimmy Lake is an ambitious guy. Um, he was a guy that was out there every year looking to climb that next ring. I think if he really wanted the Colorado job, he could have had it. Mm-hmm. That, he's been at the million dollar salary level. You know, now he's got a chance to be a head coach. Now, think about it. When Tyrone came here, he'd been at Notre Dame. He was at, you know, he, he was at Stanford, but, you know, he got, he got a big contract at Notre Dame and, you know, he came in here, was tired. He brought in a tired staff. Chris, you know, Chris Tormey was on that staff. I mean, that he was, that guy was asleep at the wheel. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about, uh, about Donovan, assistant running back coach, you know, whatever. But I can tell you one thing, Scott Huff is hungry. Bob Gregory is not. Uh, (laughs) I, I cake Malloy is hungry. Uh, Junior Adams is hungry. You have a staff that at least cares and it's going to work. Now, does that does that translate into results? Uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, and as you were mentioning uh, Willingham there, and I kind of had a little flashback where um, uh, C.J. Wallace was telling me uh, uh, back then at that time about uh, he's like, uh, uh, God, I love C.J. Wallace. Because- I know, seriously, I fucking love C.J. Wallace. As 
That has got to be one of my, I would probably put him in my top 10, you know, not, not in the top five, but I would definitely say number 10. Sorry. I, I love. Oh, no, no problem. I loved him too. Um, but I, I was like, I was, uh, trying to, you know, uh, get some information. What's, what's going on there and, and, and things I'm hearing about Willingham and stuff. And I just remember amongst other things he told me, he was just like, man, we're sitting there working out. He's the dude sitting there swinging a golf club during, you know, workouts during the practice sessions. So what's your thoughts for going into next year in terms of where the roster is? Uh, have you, I mean, have you looked at the schedule and I mean, what, what do you, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? <laughs> I would say that to to the degree that I've given any thought to it is I, where I kind of step back and look at the big picture. And I, uh, you know, um, you don't want to cry too much over spilt milk, as the saying goes. But I think back to the schedule that we had last year and how just it was just on a served up on a platter for us. And all we had to do was yes. play halfway decent and we would win 11 games, you know. Absolutely. And we pissed it away and it's gone. Um, and now we're opening up the season. Uh, we're going to have a couple of uh, two or three cupcakes behind Michigan, but we open up with Michigan. And since we didn't land Costello, we're going to have somebody out there who, who, regardless of who it is, they've basically had no snaps and no. Who's your guy? Who's your guy? Oh, I, I, it would be almost irresponsible for me to sit here and say. I mean, I, I agree with what Road Dog has talked about because in regards to Sermon, because I saw Sermon three different times play against Woodenville. And, and he can spin it. <laughs> He's I stood, you know, uh, you know, five, six feet away from him when he was warming up on the sidelines. And he's just like towering a very impressive physical presence and great arm and everything. But I watched Woodenville get into his head um, and, and he's in yes. there and he's in that huddle yelling at his teammates and just completely falling apart. Uh, at least one of the seasons I remember. But and Woodenville was three and oh against him and. There was, of course, the uh, what's been mentioned several times on the boards, the six uh, interception game against uh, Woodenville. And, and so, you know, um, like, you know, when I was having lunch with my dad recently, and he's excited about Garber, Gerbers or Garbers? Garbers, right? Garbers. And, um, yep. but I haven't even seen it. I don't follow recruiting that closely. Uh, but what are your thoughts on that? When, is that, when, is that when has that ever stopped you? <laughs> I have a modicum of modesty, but, you know. Um, yeah, well, I mean, look, that that's a big question mark. I, um, I'm really excited about our receivers, at least what we have. Hopefully, we'll be able to utilize them. But, I mean, quarterback's a big question mark. Uh, you have Sermon. We have, uh, we have Dylan Morris and uh, Garber's coming in. I, look, to me, I see it's going to be a battle between uh, Sermon and Morris, and here's why. I think if um, Garber's will really have to separate himself because if, if he were to get the job, you're going to see one of those guys leave. I don't so mm -hmm. much care. I, I'm not married to any one player, but I think if you if um, if Garbers gets a job, you you would see either Morris or Sermon go in the portal, and now you're left with a roster of a uh, of an incoming freshman and and a guy who has no experience. And probably the guy that would leave, I, my guess would be uh, would be Sermon. Um, He's already tipped his hand in the past that, he, yep. that he'll he'll take his ball and leave if things aren't going his way. So yeah, Jacob Sermon was not even the captain of his high even the captain of his high school team. That's a real red flag. Okay, you have a guy that was rated what I think the number two pocket passer in um, in America. He's not a guy that's held in high regard by his teammates. And I've, I've had a couple people tell me that 
this guy will will never be the starter at Washington and he's he's likely gone. So physically, if you if you were to stack them up, if you were to take, you know, Garbers, you were to take Sermon, and you were to take Morris, if you if you were to watch them warm up on the sidelines, like you said, you know, Sermon's your guy. But there are some other things behind the scenes that I, I just don't think he's gonna play. Uh I've seen Morris live a couple times and you know, things can change, but I don't see it. He's looking for a uh committable offer at Notre Dame, didn't get it, chose Washington. His arm is about average. Uh I I saw I didn't see a Jake Browning, uh high school type player, you know, four years of high school under his belt. Um <laughs> I saw a guy that uh he made stupid decisions through into coverage. Uh, there's there's real question marks for me. I I like Garbers from what I've seen, but again, it, it's high school. It's really hard to see just from highlights, and and um, and you can see why Jimmy was was really interested in Costello. Yeah, and uh, um, as you were talking there, it made me realize that a couple of years ago, I I saw Morris live also against uh, Woodenville in the playoffs, and I think Woodenville won forty five to seventeen. And I I came away more impressed with him though Morris than I did with the sermon. Um, mm. and, and I do remember one specific, uh, play where he, he threw a, a laser beam, uh, out route. And, um, and then I remember, uh, Cage Skank shout out, uh, from Woodenville, uh, jumped in front of the receiver and made an amazing, uh, like he was just like horizontal to the ground, uh, interception right by the sideline. Yep. Um, but anyways, that notwithstanding, uh, um, oh, and I mean, you, I, and you, and that, and that's exactly what I saw that. You know, he, he's a guy that, um, he, he's, he's a tough kid. He'll, he's a grinder, but he's a guy that also will make a boneheaded play. He, um, he's not like Brownie. He's, he's not afraid. He's, he's got a, he's, he's got, he's got balls, but he'll make a stupid interception. And I just, I just don't see it. So, so let's, so let I me, mean, let's go down the games. Uh, Michigan, is that a win or a loss for you? I'm going to say it's a 10 point win for Michigan. 10 point win. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say we're going to win that game. <laughs> Sac State. And be- before we move on, I'll say this, though. You know, just, just all things being equal, if I'm Michigan, I load up that box. I dare Washington to uh, throw the ball. Yeah, absolutely. So. Until, they show that, until they show they can do it, I would do the same thing that every other team has done to us. I would, I would press us. I would make us beat them through the air. Uh, I think we have the weapons now to do that. The question is, will we use them properly? Yep. Well, and, anyway. and, 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 and Harbaugh certainly has many, many detractors on hardcore Husky, um, but I, uh, I'm not one of them. And I don't think he's the greatest coach of all time or anything like this, but, um, but he, he has elevated Michigan from where they are. It's just that the fact that he can't beat Ohio State and he, and he hasn't been a Rose Bowl champ or anything. Aggression from him and Michigan coming into Husky Stadium will not be an issue. They will be very aggressive. So it's going to be, uh, on blast right from the opening kickoff. So Sac State, needless to say, I see that as a win. So, yep, I agree. Utah State, uh, the same. Yep. You know, it might be one of those like the Don James years where we would beat uh, San Jose State twenty to seventeen or something like that. And then we get we get a bye, and then uh, we go to uh, Eugene on my what birthday. Do you see there? Yep, on my birthday. Um. Uh, anyway, write that down. <laughs> Derek's birthday, in Oregon. And I haven't ha- I haven't decided whether I'm going to be there yet or not. Um, I guess it'll depend on how we do against Michigan. Then I'll yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll never go to Autzen for what they did to my grandma. You oh, know about what they did to my grandma. grandma. Wow. 
Yep. Yep. So I read about that in the paper and saw it on 60 Minutes, but she said it wasn't it wasn't even the tumble that really got her, but it was when when uh, when she landed the uh, the section that got up and and cheered, laughed and jeered. Not not very classy. Anyway. Those animals. So is that a, is that a, is that a win? No, that's a loss. Yeah. I I ha- you know what? I think it'll be close. Um, Oregon loses a good portion of their offensive line. They're going to be in the position where they're starting a new quarterback. But, you know, if they was in Husky Stadium, I, that'd be one thing. But I, I see that as a loss as well. You, uh, next week. Go ahead. Oh, and you know what? Um, you know, for years and years, uh, you know, and you and I are about the same age. So we, we both have the same kind of time reference. Um, Oregon always hated Washington. And then I felt like we went about 10 years where they just sort of kind of their players anyways were just kind of like, eh, whatever, Washington, whatever. And yep. and I feel like that hate's coming back now from, I don't know if it's coming, you know, being pumped in by crystal ball or whatever, but um, do you sense that as well? Oh yeah. No, I, I think, I think the play, I, as to your point, the players were indifferent, the, you know, the fans, the fans weren't, the fans have always had a hard on for Washington. Yes. Which, you know, really, I don't understand because I, I don't know about you, but I remember going to the games and when, uh, when Oregon would come to town, it was just kind of meh, you know, um, <laughs> there, there wasn't, you know, there, it just, it, it wasn't the same, right? It wasn't when we were getting beat down and they, I mean, they, they absolutely relished it. I mean, when Oregon came to town, we beat them. It was kind of meh, you know, well, whatever. Look, I like Cristobal and, um, I've said for a couple of years, I, I mean, this guy's dangerous and. You know what? He won a Rose Bowl and popped off, and until until uh, one of our coaches can do that, um, you know what? He's got my respect. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't really like him. I think he's kind of a meathead, but um, he's how can you not respect what he's done? Um, yeah, I, I like me. I like meatheads that win. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I guess you know, I, I might be, I might be out on an island on that, especially with this fan base. But I kind of like meatheads that win. Anyway, and, and one thing I really liked about him, uh, I will say, is that right after the Rose Bowl, he was like, I'm ready to get back after it and get going again. I can't wait for next season. And it's like, yep. well, there's a guy that loves his job, you know, and, and it's like, uh, as opposed to it's hard. Does he have a boat? <laughs> Does he drink fancy coffee? Then we get we get we get the beeves. We get uh, Babushka comes in to, uh, you know, he brings his squad in uh, the next week. What are you hearing? What are you seeing? You know, my first inclination to respond to you there is like, this is where the Jimmy Lake season goes off the rails and we lose at home. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, fans are throwing trash on the team as they exit the field and this kind of thing. Um, kind of like uh, that Arizona game from 07. Um, oh, God. <laughs> which was it's what? The Reece Bannon, it's, the, Reece, that's, it's the script, right? Race Bannon's last time he set foot in Husky Stadium, I believe. So um, he hasn't been back since. So, uh the Dugan me is going to prevail here. I'm going to say that the Huskies uh, in a hard fought game uh, beat Oregon State to improve to three and two. I got that as a win. So we uh, we're we're four and one, and then uh, then we go on the road to Salt Lake. That's an L. Yeah, sh- shout out eighty nine Ute. <laughs> I've got that down as a loss. So yeah, we're four and two. That's a tough place to play. If we go into that game four and one, and may- we've got maybe a little momentum going. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be tough for a for a freshman quarterback, redshirt freshman, to go in there and, and get a win. So yeah, I've got that as a loss. Well, I think it's we pretty back, it's pretty doogish of you to have us at four and one going into that, though. I got us beating Michigan. I got us uh, like you. I've got us losing down in, in Eugene. Um, so we're we're I see us at four and two, and then we've got uh, we've got uh, Black Sark. 
Sumlin coming in. What do you uh, What do you see there? Uh, I don't I don't fear anything about Arizona. So um, I would think even at, at, at our worst, I've always, especially at home, that we got to count that as a win. Yeah, I, I got it as a W, and and I think the Dukes are going to come out and mass after that. And Donovan is, you know, Donovan's the guy. <laughs> I think I think we hang fifty on him, and you know, I tr- I I trust the coaches, and you know, this was a brilliant hire. And then and then next week or the week after, we go to Berkeley. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> oh man. Have you ever been? Have you ever been to Stra- what is it? Strawberry Fields? No, what is it? Strawberry, Strawberry Hill or Strawberry Canyon. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Have you, been, have you ever been there? Uh-huh. Um, did you get splinters in your ass? It was, no, it wasn't bad at all. Um, in fact, uh, it was, uh, interestingly enough, I flew down there. It was like two weeks after 9-11. And, um, mm. and I was like, I was like one of four people on the plane. I remember five people, something like that. It was just like, almost had the plane to myself. And the, yeah, there was a girl I knew down there and we went to the game and um, it was a beautiful day and the Huskies fell uh, behind. I think it was 14 to nothing in the first quarter. And uh, we made a big comeback and won at the end, thirty-one twenty-eight. I think it was um, was it. I think Rich Alexis plowed over the goal line with like a minute to go or something like that. So to, is that a is that a win or what do you got? You know what? I'm going to say we're going to lose that game. I, I've got that as a loss. I honestly so, thought you were going to say win there. Nope. So nope. Yeah, I I got us losing there. We have uh, two programs cows, going in different directions. <laughs> yeah, cows had our number. I think we're a little over our skis. We're a little full of ourselves. We're we're uh, there to beat our chest after the Arizona game, and I think we go down there and uh, yeah, we lay an egg. Because here's and then a, we come back. If I can say something real quick. So, like for example, in the after the Super Bowl, uh, Mahomes was being Patrick Mahomes was being um, uh, interviewed, and one of the things that he mentioned on multiple occasions was the belief that that was engendered by uh, Andy Reid and and how he could lean on Andy Reid and Andy Reid guided him yep. and stuff. Now, let's juxtapose that to the Washington Huskies this coming fall. Regardless of who the quarterback is, it's going to be somebody basically with no experience at all. There's going to be uh, uh, you know, uh, some fear factor there going on, right? And then yep. who's he going to lean on? He's going to lean on a, a, a first-year head coach who himself is being doubted you know, from moves that he's yep. making. And then you've got an offensive coordinator who spent the last four years as an assistant to the running backs coach at Jacksonville. You don't yep. have a support system set up there. Um, like I'm just going to throw out a name because I was joking about it before, but like Norm Chow, you know, if Norm Chow, <laughs> you know, um, oh, Jesus. But, uh, what I'm trying to say is if he had somebody with a track record and experience and had been around and had success, and then he's the yeah. one that has Morris's year or whatever. Well, and look, I mean, and, and don't, you know what you, you need, a, you need a prick in the huddle. And I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about a guy that like the, his teammates don't like him, but like a guy that's going to look you in the eye. And I, I mean, I've been in those type of huddles, you know, not, not on the offensive side of the ball, but like, you need a guy that's like, you know what, we got this, we're going to take the ball and we're going to shove it up their ass. I don't see that. I don't see that on this team. I don't, I don't, you know, maybe, maybe Morris has got that. I don't think he's got the physical tools to, to, to get that done. I I don't know about Garbers. I I don't know much about him. You see what he puts up. I don't see it there. And it, it, it's been a while since we've had that guy. What? Tui? Jake Locker. I mean, no, 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 no. Don't put those guys in the same sentence. Um, no, no. But I, I'm, I'm talking. You know, Locker, Locker thought he was that guy. I mean, he was, he was a meathead. You know, but, but God <laughs> bless. You know, God, God bless him. Yes. He was, um, 
you know, he, he would, he would go in there and, you know, really we've kind of had some, we've had some meek guys at that position. Um, you know, e- even Eason, as much as I like him, you know, there was, uh, there, there was stories about him off the field and the guy had fun. And I, I mean, I love following him on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was, he, he could, uh, he could, he should have been the recruiting director. He could, he could, uh, attract some talent, but you know, he was also kind of a quiet guy. And, you know, you want that prick, you want that Billy Joe Holbert type of guy that, you know, is like, we're going to go get this done. And that's the type of guy when you get into those tight games, even though it's, it's a, it's a team like Cal, it, it's that guy that is going to like carry you over the top. And I just don't see that guy in our roster right now. Yeah. Yeah. So then we come home next week uh, and we play, uh, we play Stanford. Oh, that'll be a win. Stanford's imploding. Yep. Now the next game is really interesting. We go to, uh, we go to Watts. We go up against the uh, Clay Helton crew, and I think by that time Clay will be extended because he'll uh, he'll have shown enough. Um, so that, that's a really interesting game on the road. What do you what do you see in there? I see uh, the Huskies maybe staying close in, until the fourth quarter, and then it, uh, you know, and we're way so many things can change, of course, between now and then. So um, so it's it's not the same thing as trying to predict what's going to happen a week out as opposed to many, many, many months. But um, but I see us losing that game. So, yeah, I see us pulling away at the end. And I mm. think we I think I think we beat him by two scores. So I've got that down as a win. How are we going to uh, score? Defensive touchdowns or <laughs> I don't know. We're just going to fi- we're just going to find a way to get it done. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I got Sark right now ripping off his headset. You know, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Greatest GIF of all time. Hey, shout out, shout out Grundle to the, uh, the New England Patriots of the, uh, of Hardcore Husky. Yeah, just solid performance year after year. Just his aura. His, oh, yeah. His essence, his being. I, I love me some Grundle. I, 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 uh, I've said this before. He's kind of, I consider him to be like the heart and soul of the, of the, of the whole uh, uh whole website so yeah first ballot hall of famer definitely <laughs> yeah colorado i think we stick it up their ass I, I see us you know what that's a revenge game and i think uh you know i think by that time they've probably uh they've probably mailed it in and i think i think we beat them by three scores minimum i see that as a as a big win um i'll, I'll call it 24 to 10 so is is this the is this the year for the coog at at pullman I'm going to say yes. Cougs win. Wow. So what is that? That's a, what is that? A five, is that five losses? You've at, got? Yeah, I'm at five losses, I think. What do you have on Hardcore Husky? What, what can you, uh, what can you share with the board? What's, what's the direction? Where, where's this thing going? Well, I mean, I wish I could sit here and uh, even as I was uh, implying or stating at the beginning of the show is like, um, you know, we wanted to uh, be sitting here just so fired up during this off season and, and chomping at the bit for the year to come. And the season to arrive, and um, it basically, personally, I'm just like grasping for any sort of evidence that I can hang my hat on, and, and I don't see where the points are going to come from. So, um, and I, I wasn't a huge Ahmed fan, but I, uh, I mean, God bless him. Uh, I don't, you know, it's his decision to go to the NFL, and who am I to say he shouldn't or whatever? But I just felt like he had shown a little bit of improvement in terms of his patience and vision, and. And and decision making in terms of cuts and stuff, and another year could have helped him out, and certainly could have helped out the Huskies. Um, yeah, but you know, hey, by the way, if if any of if any of the players are listening to this, if you're gonna pl- if you're gonna commit to playing for the year, you play through the bowl game. Okay, if you want to leave early and go to the NFL, like I'm, 
hey, I, I will wish you all the best, but do not sit out a bowl game. Um, and I will boo the kids <laughs> that uh, come back for a third quarter legend. And you know what? Like that speaks volumes, Jen, if you're listening. I do not want to see anybody who is left in a bowl fuck off Taylor Rapp. Do not come back as and think you're going to be a third quarter legend. And anybody that cheers, uh, somebody like that, like that speaks volumes and you should be banned from Husky Stadium for life. <laughs> well, I don't know if I go so far as to think that Taylor Rapp should be banned from the stadium. Um, he should be straight. He should be stricken from the media guide. Seriously. Um, and I wouldn't even stricken him from the media guide myself, but um, but in terms of him being like a, a you know husky legend, I would find that preposterous given that he abandoned them uh, when they needed him. And this is a Rose Bowl, and it's like you know you talk about Hunter Bryant and uh, Trey Adams not suiting up for the Vegas Bowl, and 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 the, which I just, Trey Adams, yeah, well Trey, uh, you know what I look Trey Adams, he deserves a pass. He was getting ready for the Senior Bowl. Well. <laughs> And it's just like, yeah, I mean, how are you going to play against Oregon State and then sit out the bowl game, right? I mean, if you're if you're going to shut it down, if you're at that point, like, why would you play against Oregon State? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, may as well not even play, right? Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, I'm as I said before in regards to to rap and, and the Rose Bowl and stuff. I said this on the message boards uh, repeatedly. It's just like I I can't even fathom how you would not play in the Rose Bowl and and live with yourself and. Yeah, and I mean, we, you know, you and I talked about that privately. I, I am convinced, and um, the the timeline fits. I am convinced Taylor Rapp's decision is what put Peter Mann over the edge. Um, mm-hmm. From everything he said you know, the week leading up to the game, where he wasn't, uh, he said he wasn't having fun, and he lost the he lost the fire for the game. And I and I'm told that you know five days before the game, Rapp went and said. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. I'm not going to play. And then, um, you know, you remember the first half and what happened. And uh, I, I saw it. I was there, and I, I watched the exchange. I mean, it, I couldn't read lips, but you, you could tell what was going on. And, and um, you know, he, he really let it down. And you know, for the, for a fan base that's going to go down and travel, I've got a winning record when I go to the Rose Bowl. And uh, that's uh, that. That's a bitter loss. A great gif of Kurix uh, slapping the back of the head of DNC for jumping off sides. Um. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. By the way, you know what? Uh, you brought up maybe uh, calling out posters that dude Kurix is. Yeah, he do- he doesn't get a lot of pub. But I'm going to give him some free pub that mm, yeah. Um, he yeah he he puts up he puts up some quality posts. So agreed. Love yeah love you love you Duke. Um, let's see. There's a beautiful uh, brunette in a tank top riding a horse in a Target store. I'm not even sure what that is about, <laughs> but uh, they got a lot of yeah. uploads. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I ma- I ma- imagine that with this crew. <laughs> hey, what's up, Duke Dejure? <laughs> Duke DeJure is the only one that upvoted that gif, and I thought that was a hilarious gif. So, uh, what are you gonna do? So, uh, is there anything here? Hey, you- look at yeah, no, look at you putting the uh, the George the George Plimpton gif. Yes, well, I th- solid. I- <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> George Plimpton. Well, that, just- that's a that's a, that's a name for you, Dukes. Go go look up George Plimpton. <laughs> Or the younger dudes, anyways. Yeah. Um, somebody somebody, somebody asked for a shout-out, and my answer to that is no. 
race band had probably went to school with uh, George Plimpton at some point or whatever, but um, I just you just imagine him and his uh, and his accent and everything speaking to our posters, you know, no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more buddy who. Um, and so uh, that's why I posted it on there. But anyways, uh, no purple bays with a stupid question there, and I can answer that. Calls for AZ Duck to be released from the Gulag. No. How long until uh, it ban SEC dog? Uh, don't hold your breath. He's getting a chance here. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. Um, I'll, 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 I'll throw my hat in the ring. I'll write the dissenting opinion. I, uh, I, I, I love me some AZ Duck. We're, we're okay, but yeah. You know, oh I, yeah, uh, you've talked about that before, but I've gone through that thing with him where he says this time it'll be different and sends me money and everything, and then always ends with me uh, refunding the money and and banning him. So. Duke DeJure did ask if there's anything uh, about the program going on to make me optimistic, and I've already kind of spent 25 minutes talking about that. Uh, and then for you, she wanted to know how your wife's doing. Tell her you, <laughs> she says hello. Um, I, I hey Duke DeJure, I I I'd do it again. Let's just and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Would you rather fight 100 Kim Grenolds horse? Kim Grenolds sized horses or one horse sized Kim Grenolds? You know what? Uh, I'll get back to you on that one there in any Snake 12. Now that Pup is gone, who's the best poster on the board? I don't know. We already kind of said Grundle's up there. Uh, Sway, Race Bannon. We got a lot of great posters. You've had a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, you, you, you've, you've had an opportunity to, uh, to attack me, and I think I've given as good as I've taken. You will now write it. You will interpret it. That's your right. But as I leave you, uh, I want you to know, just think how much you're going to be missing. You don't have to kick around anymore. Odds of Pumpy coming back. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I tried to uh, taunt him and goad him into coming back, and uh, and he didn't take the bait, so I think he's probably done. So, And I know that Rody says he can't log on or whatever, but I did send him a very easy password uh, to log back on, and then Pumpy responded in an email mocking me for making such an easy password for him. So. Um, he'll be back no doubt in my mind no doubt in your mind huh (laughs) yeah zero he can't quit it if you get a chance check out my most recent book uh, the the, the beautiful life and tragic death of Parker Moore um, which is a true story uh, and it's uh, available both at uh, amazon.com as well as Barnes and Noble free uh, pub free pub free pub for myself there um and uh yep so it's a a good first show and uh base looking forward to talking again absolutely all right we'll see you on the backside 20 seconds to go it is a huge win for washington